Good evening, everybody. It's Vicki. Welcome to Tail Talk. Wow, I cannot believe it. It is Thursday evening, and it's just flying by. This time next Thursday, I'm going to be back at home, and I will be enjoying warmer temperatures. Gosh, we think it's a heat wave when we touch 40 around here right now. <laughs> and I guess I feel pretty good about the fact that at least I haven't been totally wimpified by Florida warmth. Because although it's chilly, especially at 5.30 in the morning when we take these puppy dogs out, it <laughs> it's not so bad. We're getting through it. So today was a nice day. Um, freelance is always so much fun because we just never know what to expect. It's always something new and exciting. They um, try to tailor um, the freelance work to what you will need most when you return home. But there are certain things that they try to get everyone to do. This morning, um, a partner and I took on the bus and the train. So it was fun. We took a bus ride from Morristown into Madison, did a little bit of working with our dogs in Madison and caught the train back to Morristown. And if you think about taking a bus and taking a train, you don't just kind of teleport yourself onto a bus and onto a train. There's a lot involved. Also, especially when we think in terms of the train, the question that often gets brought up is, what about that platform? What about the tracks? How, how do you close to the train so you know when to get on, but don't fall off the, you know, onto the tracks. And th this is a very interesting part of training because many folks travel uh, in the New York City area or any, any city that might have a subway-type system. And boy, this is an important exercise that you want your dogs to know and you want your dogs to know well how to deal with uh, a potentially dangerous situation that at one point you're going to need to actually navigate. So we worked on that today. We uh, got caught our bus and, you know, finding a bus stop can be interesting. This particular bus stop was nothing more than a post. And um, posts can be taught to a dog through the use of clicker training and it works pretty well. It, it really does. It's, it's quite fun. I, I've never been a fan of using food-motivated type training. However, i got to tell you, and I'll talk more about clicker training before um, my class is over here. Um, <laughs> it's quite, quite neat. Uh, and I have a dog that actually likes food, which is awesome. <laughs> Shepherds notoriously are known for being finicky eaters. Not Estro. He likes his food, and uh, he eats every bite of it. So that's a great thing. I love that. Uh, and he's also willing to work for kibble. And the thing that's so important that I think a lot of people miss when they work clicker is that the food is just a very small part of it. The food is used in the beginning, and then the food is dropped so that you don't have to travel around everywhere you go with dog food in your pocket. 
because the dog eventually doesn't need it. And he's fussing at me again because I have the audacity to be ignoring him. He's in his place and he's fussing. We will have our playtime, but it's going to be after his last park time. One thing you do not want to do is play with your dog when you think he might have to go park time. Because guess what could happen? <laughs> That's right. You'll be cleaning a lot of stuff up. So I shall wait. You've got eh, about 15 minutes before the last park time for the night. And I will take him out, give him his park time, and then we're going to come back in here and play. So back to the train. So we took our bus ride. We got off in Madison and we did a bit of work walking with the dogs. It was fun and they had a good time. Then it was time to navigate up to the train platform. Well, the first thing we had to do is find the steep set of stairs up to the platform. And actually, my boy uh, picked up on those very quickly. Yes, it was a, a rather nice steep set of stairs. My niece said, okay, I can handle this. And Astro and I went up the stairs like pros. And then once we got to the platform, we did an exercise in refusal with regard to the uh, direction. So what we ended up doing was we actually faced the platform and we told, I told Astro to go forward. He took a step and then made an immediate right turn and walked along the platform, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. So I actually stopped again and tried to encourage him to go to the edge. Astro said no, and I told Astro he was a very good boy. Now we'll probably actually, well, it depends. We're going to go to New York City tomorrow. And of course, the subway, that's a whole different animal, which I will talk about tomorrow. So sometimes it's, it's interesting to do a little bit of refusal in an environment like that. We, depending on the timing, we may or may not have the chance to do that. So we, the train came in. We let the dogs watch the train. And if you know, we don't force them into an obedient position, of course, we always want them, you know, we're not, we're not wanting our dogs to act like crazy dogs, but we just want them to watch the train realizing that they're safe. So that's exactly what we did. Astro just kind of said, yeah, you're cool. Okay, so getting up on the train was an adventure in that it's a very narrow, steep staircase up. Very steep. Now, I have already done this with our puppy club, with the puppies. Um, and so this, the, whole, the, the, the staircase itself was not new to me. But Astro, it was a little bit of a, you know, he's got long legs. <laughs> he's got a long body to worry about. So it's really a personal choice as to whether you heal the dog next to you up into the train or work the dog. So it's really an individual. I decided to heal him, and that worked really well. I went up. He came up right next to me. Then I had to make a just almost like a dime, turn on a dime left 
to hit the button to open the door to get on the train. So we got on and we found a comfortable seat and had a nice little ride back to Morristown. And I have to say, even though this is a big guy, he is so good to try to tuck himself. And that's really, really great, especially when public transportation gets crowded. And I know a lot of folks are going, oh, yeah, because <laughs> when you have your dogs and you're doing your best to protect them, when most of the people that are jumping up on the buses or trains don't look, even though they have the ability to do so, you, we have to do our best to keep our dogs as protected so they don't get stepped on. Astro's pretty good-sized boy. I think a lot of people will see him, but it doesn't mean that I don't care, you know, where he, his feet are in relationship to others getting up on the buses or the trains. So we had a nice experience there. Now, getting off the bus for me and the train was a little... No, the bus wasn't an issue because the bus could actually kneel. So, and a lot of buses now, and I know the Cleveland buses do that. A lot of them do. That's really nice for, especially if you have issues um, getting up onto the bus or getting down for that matter. That's my issue. I can climb up. That's why I said, if I could go uphill both ways, oh man, I would be so happy. But getting off the train was, was interesting for me because of those steep steps. But we got it. And... Um, my dog handled that beautifully. He's so good. <laughs> and so then it was time to work our dogs down the platform to the steps down. And I did the same thing. I healed my dog. I had the railing in my right hand, and I healed Astro down the steps. Um, my knee isn't always going to be this bad. As, as I continue healing... It will be better, and I won't be quite as um, tentative with especially steps, down steps are the worst for me. Going downhill and going down steps are very difficult for my knee. So we are very careful right now, because what I don't want to do is re-injure it, and the seeing eye doesn't want that either, and I'm grateful. They are very, one, one of the things, the seeing eye is so very careful and certainly we are as well, but they want to make sure that we get the best out of our training without causing more injury or more harm. And so they're very careful about, you know, um, what routes we go on to. And certainly we want to get the most out of our training. That's why I'm here to get everything I can. I can go home and take a nap. <laughs> but, so we had a nice time on the train and the bus this morning. Now, after lunch, um, we went for some country road work. Now, this is interesting. Um, a lot of folks don't experience too much country road type work or shorelining, depending on what you want to call it. It's basically the same thing. I need this because where I live in Florida, we don't really have too many streets with sidewalks. And I like to, to head up to the, where the trail is near my house and boogie on the trail and so I want to know that my dog is safe to walk the perimeter of a road without drifting into the street. So we headed out to an area where there was no sidewalks and did some shorelining country road work. Now, 
Astro Boy was trying his best to do a good job, but there's still quite a bit of snow. And today, this afternoon, there was a lot of, hmm, well, meltage, for lack of a better word, water. Um, <laughs> a lot of the snow was melting. So he had some issues to try to deal with. He, he had snow piles, melted water flowing. So he had his work cut out for him. And so at times he kind of just thought, you know, let's just head down the middle of the street. And I said, no, we can't do that. So it was up to me to keep my direction, to keep my focus, and make sure that I was on the left side of the road. So initially we started out just seeing where he was at. And he really did do a good job. But he, he just kind of didn't want to deal with those snow piles and all that water. And I can appreciate that. So and the next thing we worked with was the cane in the right hand. So if you can visualize, Astro was on my left side. I had my hand on his harness. I had a cane in my right hand, not in front of our body, but kind of just holding it out even with Astro. And what this does is it keeps him from wanting to drift to the right because it provides almost a barrier. And even though it's just a little tiny stick, it does a really good job of giving him something to, oh, I can't drift that way. There's something there. And it keeps the dog hanging to the left. And it, it actually worked really well for Astro. We also did another exercise with clicker work which I won't go into right now, but it, it just helped to show him the curb and give him a, a little bit of a treat for staying next to the curb. And we had a good trip, and he wanted to go, man. I'll tell you what, this dog, <laughs> he, he likes to go. He's going to build my shoulder muscles up nicely, <laughs> and I do enjoy that. I love the nice hard pull in the harness handle. Um, there was a point at which I thought I would never be able to have another dog like this because years ago I had a fantastic small male shepherd that pulled like a little truck. Oh, he's fussing at me. Come on, I want to play. <laughs> um, and it was awesome. Had an awesome training with him. Got home. We got hit with a huge snowstorm. And all these snow obstacles were, this was an incredibly serious worker, and he just, he wanted to work so badly, but all these obstacles just put him into a panic, and his pull increased like tenfold. And that's where the damage to my left arm occurred. Wonderful guide, phenomenal dog, exactly what I wanted. But unfortunately, my environment caused so many problems that unfortunately after a year I returned him. I was kind of hoping that maybe someone else who's much maybe much stronger than me could work him, but it wasn't to be and he was he he was adopted out. Um but I did return him to the school because I thought there might be a chance. The seeing eye spends anywhere from sixty upwards of seventy thousand dollars per team. That is a serious amount of money. And if for any reason my dog 
cannot continue to work in my environment, but could possibly work in a different environment, then I would want to give the seeing eye to do uh, the opportunity to do that. <laughs> so um, my last dog was too old, and with the the extreme nature of his issues with the fear of thunder, the seeing eye would not have relocated him. So I was so happy to find him an awesome home, and his retirement life is going to be wonderful. <laughs> Um, so back to our training, just to finish up. So we had a nice country road trip, and um, he and I came back home. It was nice and early in the day, and I put my feet up and took a rest, and I really enjoyed that. He went into his place, which is a soft-sided crate, and he took a rest, and so did I, and I enjoyed it. And we had our dinner, and then tonight we talked about all kind of fun different things with regard to now we can start to give our dogs a little freedom in the room. We've been keeping them on leash <clears throat> most of the time um, and playing with them on leash most of the time and having you know, control on, on um, where they are at all times most of the time. Now we have permission to, as long as they show us that they are coming back to us when called and responding to our go to the plate, go to your place command, we can give them some freedom off leash. So that's going to be fun. Uh, Mr. loves his Kong and he loves his bone. So I think when we get back from park, we're going to get his Kong out. And we're going to have some playtime. And I'm, I, I am very careful because our floor here in the room, it's not real slippery, but it, it, they can slide. And I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I want to be so, so very careful for him not to hurt himself. And what a, you know, some dogs, if you're not, they can slide and actually injure a shoulder, injure a leg. And he's got a lot of shoulder and a lot of leg, and I don't want him to injure any of it. <laughs> so we will be real careful. We heard about some fun things that are coming up. Um, well, I told as I told you, tomorrow um, my partner and I are heading into New York City. And uh, that'll be fun, 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 fun. I'll tell you all about it tomorrow. We are also, uh, the Seeing Eye has a beautiful third of a mile leisure path. And it's actually been cleared out and weather permitting. We can take a stroll this weekend on the leisure path with our dogs because we're actually going to have a little bit of downtime. I'm looking forward to it um, because it's an awesome time to not only do the regular daily things that we do with our dogs, such as obedience and grooming and all that kind of wonderful practice type stuff, but it's a great bonding time just to sit on the floor with the dogs and pet them. And just, you know, our bond is just beginning. And the more time we can spend bonding with them, the better it's going to be. It, it, it's, these dogs barely know us. We've just been together over, just over a week. And so when you think about that time frame, gosh, they've just met us. And so keeping in mind that the training that we do here at the Seeing Eye 
is really the only time within the working relationship of our dogs that we can totally devote to the dog and our relationship. I want to use it to its max. So Saturday is going to be me and Astro Day. We're going to have a good time. Of course, every day is me and Astro Day. Um, but there's, it's going to be more um, relaxed in many ways. Um, we certainly will if we can go out on that leisure path a few times. Because, they, you know, certainly these are also young dogs. Astro hasn't had his second birthday yet. It's coming. It's coming on the 29th of March. And so he's going to have some energy he's going to want to work out. So, yeah, a couple couple loops around that, that leisure path will be fun, fun. And it's, it's, there's a few things the dogs have to work you through. There's a couple of steps. Um, but mostly it's just very relaxing. It's an easy walk. And so, yes, I'm, I think that Astro and I will enjoy ourselves. So um, that's going to be it for this evening. I think after Astro and I have a playtime, I think I'm going to go back up to the common lounge and socialize for a little while. I didn't do, I didn't socialize last night. I was I was rude. Okay, so I wasn't rude. I gave Astro some time and I had some things that I needed to get accomplished. So tonight it'll be all about socializing with classmates because we actually have a few that are leaving Monday. So it's so much fun to talk with other classmates and hear stories about their lives. And, and you know, we can really establish some friendships here. Um, I, I have quite a few friends that I've met at Guide Dog School here at the Seeing Eye. And actually, folks have met and end up getting married. I have, I have a couple of friends who met at the school and ended up married with other Seeing Eye graduates. So, hey, you never know. I hope everyone has had a wonderful Thursday. Please have an awesome evening, and I will be back again with more Tail Talk tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.